Welcome to another episode of Sleep Paralysis News. I'm Sheila Price-Brooks and I'm here with my co-host Cyrus and we've got a fantastic guest with you, with us today, Zane, and I'm really looking forward to hearing his story and hearing about his experiences. So I'm assuming everyone is familiar with me by now and who I am and what I do. Cyrus, I don't know if you want to say a few words. Um, just that I'm a filmmaker here in Columbus, Ohio, in pre-production for my film project titled Aimless, which has to deal with sleep paralysis. So been networking a lot here in Columbus. And um, I guess we have a mutual friend with me and Zane, Maya, and she linked us up. So we're here to ask Zane some questions. And so we can build up all these testimonies for sleep paralysis. Wonderful. So without further ado, Zane, I'd like to hear, we all want to hear what your story is and your experience of sleep paralysis. Sure, of course. Uh, first off, I just wanted to thank you both for, you know, um, you know, uh, inviting me on here. I'm really honored to be here. This is my first ever podcast and I'm really excited for this. So, um, yeah, I'll just get started. Uh, so I have had sleep paralysis a few times uh, over the you know past, let's say, 12, 13 years. Uh, and I'd say the first one was the most, uh, the scariest one for me. I think I was probably about seven, seven or eight years old. And um, I was sleeping just, you know, flat, like looking up, like uh, on my back, basically. And I woke up, it was dark, uh, my room or my, my door was slightly open. So there's a little bit of light coming from the outside. My parents were downstairs, you know, watching TV. And I opened my eyes and I couldn't move. Uh, and this never ever happened to me before. Uh, I opened my eyes and I'm looking straight up to like my ceiling. And I see this really weird figure on top of me kind of just hovering over me like face to face. Um, and I couldn't move. My heart was pounding really hard. And of course, I'm really young, you know, and it's very scary as a, you know, a seven year old, uh, actually for any age, I'm sure it'd be scary, but you know, it just makes yeah. it worse since I was only, I was so young. Um, and I remember just kind of looking at it and I remember its features. Uh, it had a little bit of hair kind of like this around this, uh, and it had, it was completely gray in, in color. Uh, it was like gray smoke looking uh, figure and it had like either very black eyes or, or some type of like grayish eyes, something like that. And it had fangs, very distinctive fangs, like a skull. Uh, and as I was, I was terrified and I, my heart was beating, but I could not move my hands. I couldn't do anything. I wasn't even shaking. Um, and after I'd say about five to 10 seconds, I started to, you know, struggle uh, and try to move or, you know, start. And I eventually started shaking here and there out of fright. Uh, and then I was able to, you know, build up the courage to scream as loud, loud as I can. Uh, and I screamed loud and like my, I heard my mom shuffle, get up and run up to me. Uh, and she opened the door, turned on the lights. And at this point I was crying. I was able to I was able to move at this point, but I was too scared to move. So I was shaking and sobbing and crying, but I was just too scared to move. So I stayed in that position. Uh, and my mom came and she turned on the light. And as soon as she turned on the light, 
whatever figure that was on top of me, it kind of dissipated to the side and went into the corner of the room and just, it just kind of, kind of disintegrated, you know? Um, and thank God it never, ever, that scenario never, ever happened to me again. There were many other instances after that, that I had gone through, uh, which I can also, you know, talk about, but that was probably the most scary and, uh, I had trouble sleeping after that for a very long time. You know, I'm sure you'd, you'd know, like as a kid, something like that is very traumatic. Um, and it, I think it took me many weeks to get over that. I would never want to, you know, go, I'd never want to leave my parents, you know, downstairs. I'd never want to go upstairs by myself after that. I was just kind of stuck. You know, they'd tell me, oh, it's bedtime. You got school tomorrow. I was like, no, five more minutes. Let me sit down here in the light. You know, or I would go upstairs and sleep in the light and, you know, not, you know, I'd be very scared. Um, and so, yeah, that's my my first story for sure. Um, and if you guys wanted to hear more of them, there are different ones that don't specifically have like some like some figure or anything like that. But a lot of weird things have happened to me where uh, I have been unable to move, uh, but I was older. So if you guys wanted to hear that, too, I'm, uh, I'd be willing to share that as well. Yeah, um back to the first experience though. Mm-hmm. Did anyone believe you when you told them that as a 7-year-old and you why were you crying? Your mom didn't believe you or did anyone believe you? Uh I don't I don't think so. No, it's I think it's sometimes hard to believe a 7-year-old uh and uh, even even an adult it's hard to believe them sometimes, you know. There's so many, you know, there's so many instances where people are like, oh, maybe it was just a dream or, you know, you just saw something like a trick of the mind or, you know, so it's hard for anybody to believe, especially a seven year old. So, yeah, nobody believed me. My mom was like, oh, you're just tired. Just go to sleep. Just relax, you know, and she like slept. She slept there with me and she was like, you know, don't worry. Everything's going to be OK. You know, my mom, very loving, uh, very loving mom. And my dad also came. He's like, you're OK. Don't worry. And, you know made me feel better but yeah nobody believed me <laughs> so what did that do to you when you experienced something so real and no one believed you like how did that affect you because that's kind of frustrating and that can do damage even more really mm-hmm. yeah it definitely was really frustrating because even after like i said it like uh kind of uh, affected me for the next like few weeks uh and nobody really understood because i was like oh like i saw something i I tell my parents like you know i saw something and it was weird i don't know what it was and they were just like oh it's nothing don't worry uh and i'm also muslim and you know especially right now uh i'm very you know i'm very in tune with my religion and i believe that you know god is protecting me god is you know uh has you know i i I pray to god and God, god will protect me uh and so that's what my parents would tell me back then too you know like nothing can touch you as long as you believe in God and you pray to God and you pray that he protects you. You don't need to worry. And obviously as a kid, it's even after hearing that it's still hard to, you know, cope with it and get over it. And, you know, cause if it happened once, why can't it happen again? That's kind of what the the feeling was at that time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely very frustrating, uh, especially in the beginning um, because nobody believed me. So, yeah. So I would like to hear about these other weird things that have been happening then um, whilst you're sleeping. Sure, sure. So the next one that I clearly remember, 
um it wasn't anything it wasn't anything scary and this could there also may be an explanation behind it that i i can also discuss uh so there was one time again i was in the same position facing upwards and i couldn't move uh and i felt i saw i felt like somebody was like i just saw like a hand or some shadow punch me in the face uh and i woke up in a jolt and uh my nose was bleeding and there was nobody around me it was again at night you know and i was a little bit older i think i was probably around like 12 or 13 at this point uh and i kind of grew out of the scaredness phase i was more just like how is that even possible um and i was really confused and like i got up and my nose was just bleeding a lot and my nose hurt a little bit kind of like when you you know sometimes when you sneeze you're you kind of feel like you know your nose burns a little bit it felt like that uh and so I got up and I went to the bathroom and like I was cleaning up my the blood and it wasn't stopping. It was a pretty bad, uh, you know, pretty bad blow, if you, you know, if that's what you would call it. Um, and I didn't think I didn't realize until very later, which is actually like a week ago, that I started to realize that uh, as a kid, uh, especially in the heat, I would I would uh, I had frequent nosebleeds. Um, and also when I sneezed, if it was hard enough my nose would start hurting and it would start bleeding too. So my inference from that is that it wasn't sleep paralysis uh, per se, but I mean, even though the beginning I couldn't really, I couldn't move, I was just kind of stuck up there, but it felt like maybe I might've sneezed uh, really hard. And it was also winter time. So the heat was on and my room used to get really hot. Uh, and it was like the bad type of heat that hurt me. And uh, I think maybe from that, I sneezed. And also because of the heat, I may have started bleeding. Uh, I, I can't confirm if that's true or not. I, I, I hope, you know, I just hope that's what it is. Uh, but that was the second, uh, the second situation that I had felt that was really weird. Because the crazy part is I saw like a black figure, like a black hand come and kind of hit me, like a grayish figure hit me in the face. Uh, so I really don't know what it was. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is the uh, power of the imagination sometimes because I've heard so many experiences so far. Um, One that kind of reminds me of a guy sharing his story and he had these bites on his ankle and he said that aliens came and was like trying to attack him on the ankles. And then people in the comments were saying, hey, those are bug bites. You know, those are bug bites. So when you're sleeping and things are happening around you, your brain is trying to interpret it. So it probably was bug bites, but as you're sleeping and you're hallucinating, your mind is trying to make sense of what is happening to you. So Mm -hmm. I like that you're being fair in your judgment by saying it's like the air conditioner and the heat, and you're trying to make sense of it. At the same time, it is the power, like I was saying, of the imagination where we can heal ourselves because we have that expectancy of it but at the same time we can cause pain on ourselves with that's the power of our imagination like it's it's crazy so that's something for you to interpret but you know and back to uh your other your first story a lot of people have the door cracked that is a huge thing and that's going to be in my screenplay in the movie because it's such a common thing for some reason the door is cracked And a lot of people see just like a beaming white light just coming through the crack of the door. And another thing is that the demons are on top of your chest. There's not many stories like, oh, he was on my head or he was on my shoulder. He was around like my knees, like it's this chest. 
something. And I don't know if you guys know about chakras or where the spirit is. You know, there's a pineal gland, but I feel like if you read the Bible, it says about the man's heart, the heart, you know, and there's something right here in our heart. Like if you do an autopsy on us, you know, it's just a blob of blood just pumping. So what does it mean when we say like a man's heart, like we think with our heart or that that player has heart, you know, what do we mean by that? If we can define that more clearly, but I think that there is something in our heart and that's why there's something on our chest. There's something spiritual right here in our mind and there's something spiritual in our heart as well. And it's hard to explain, but I know from my experience and from others, but you know, I, I can't explain it to other people. There's something going on in that area. That's like, it's a, it's some sort of spiritual process in there. I would still yeah, like, definitely. I've, uh... No, no, go ahead, go ahead. And I would still like to hear more because I feel as though you've got more to share with us in terms of experiences that you've had. Oh, yeah, get oh, it all of course, out. Of course. Yeah, yeah, there's there's actually one really recent that happened to me, I think just about a few days ago, and I'll get to that one. I have one before that as well. Uh, so the second most recent one, the one before that, ha that just happened, uh, what happened was that... Uh, I was uh, I was really tired. Uh, most of these happened like when I was just extremely tired. Um, and I believe that has something to do with also your REM sleep and stuff like that. Um, but I was really tired and I was taking a quick nap. And, you know, it was the month of Ramadan for us. So we're fasting. So the, the day goes by, we're not eating anything and we break our fast. And then, uh, you know, at the at, at night, we're we're supposed to lead prayer or people who have memorized the Quran. I have done that as well. Uh, we're we stand up at night and we we lead prayer and read the whole Quran basically. And so I was tired from the day from school. And then I came back and I was like, you know, very sleepy. I I broke my fast at sunset. And then I took a small nap before I started leading. And I was really tired. And I remember waking up in between this nap. And I remember distinctively looking up. And again, I wasn't able to move. Um, and I looked up and I see a huge spider massive like i'd say bigger than like the size of a plate or about the size of a like a dinner plate uh and it's like right where my left foot is all the way down and it's starting to crawl down onto like my bed and i was not able to move and i i don't remember what happened after that i was just kind of my heart was racing again and i knew that i'm probably just you know it's probably nothing but at the time i was half asleep uh, and I kind of panicked and I remember I was struggling to move and I eventually got up and I ran out the door. Uh, I, I ran out my door and like, it was just, everyone was just like, what's going on with you? You know, I just ran out like, like I was like in a marathon or something. Uh, and then it took me a while to, you know, figure out what just happened. And then after about like five seconds of just standing outside my door, I was like, wait, what am I doing? And I go back in and I look around and there's nothing there, obviously. Um, so <laughs> it's a scary stuff. Oh, you can't tell nobody this stuff, man. You're looking crazy now. You got to keep this to yourself. I know, I know. Can I ask I you this, though? How do you yeah. feel about spiders in real life? Are you afraid of spiders in real life? Like, in reality, is that a fear of yours huge? Or can you just... No. Okay. 
I don't I don't have a fear of them. I mean, obviously, I don't like them. Like, I'm not going to go and, like, pick one up if I found one. Um, and, I mean, of course, the bigger they are, I think anybody would be scared of them. Uh, and so, like, I've seen decently sized spiders and, you know, and, and in, like in India or overseas or wherever, you know, even outside. I've seen them and, you know, I just mind my own business. Maybe I stare at them for a few seconds. I'm like, wow, that's a big spider. And then I walk away, you know, <laughs> yeah. but seeing, seeing, seeing a spider the size of a dinner plate, it's a completely different story, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's huge. Oh, and it's just, it's just over there and it's scary, you know? So yeah, I just, I asked that because during sleep paralysis, a lot of people's fears come to life. So that's why some people see aliens. Some people see demons, um, I've heard of like gargoyle type entities. You just said a spider. So when you're in, in the sleep paralysis state, it's like your subconscious mind is taking over. Like your conscious mind is right. resting within your subconscious mind who's taken in all your truths and all the data from the world is now becoming alive and it becomes the director of your dream. Your subconscious right. mind director of your dream unless you get into that lucid dreaming and astral projection where you're like oh i'm dreaming i could take control of this if you don't have that mm -hmm. then you know your your dreams are revealing what's going on deep down in the suppression of your mind and your heart so i mean if you say you're not afraid of spiders um I think you're afraid of big spiders, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd definitely be afraid of big spiders. You know, there's um, there's a movie called Lord of the Rings, uh, and there's in one of the scenes, there's a huge spider, uh, like massive. I'd say like the size of like a truck. Uh, and I remember I was watching it with my cousins actually, and I was a kid. I was probably like six or seven years old, and I saw it, and that always stuck with me how big that spider was. I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's kid pulled up in my dream, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> it's very Yeah, that's crazy you say that because in our storyboard for my film, we drew, we have all these demon concepts. One of them is like a spider in the corner and it's mm -hmm. like the size of a human being. And it's like a spider demon that because yeah. we're taking in all this information that we're hearing from people from all over the world. And we're trying to come up with these concepts that, are similar with everybody so that we can recreate it in the film and so that that's a crazy that the spiders just those eight legs and they're extremely creepy so i think i think that's kind of in all of our subconscious like bats and things of that nature yeah. and still like even though you're not afraid afraid of it like some other things but yeah you you have a a big bat in your house or a big spider, you're like, you're going to jump. So you, yeah. your subconscious, what I'm getting at is your subconscious knows what can scare you, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. That's let's true. And let's hear the, the most recent one. Yeah. So the most recent one's really weird. Uh, so I was literally just sleeping. Uh, and again, uh, I just had my finals. Uh, today was my last final for my, like my exams. I just finished college. Uh, and so I've been a little sleep deprived this past week, you know, because of my my exams. And so I think this was, I think, two or three days ago where I was pretty sleep deprived. I only slept a few hours that night um, and I was sleeping and I woke up because I heard somebody talking to me. And also keep in mind, I'm a sleep talker. So, again, it could have just been me hearing myself. But obviously, you know, sometimes you hear it and you're like, wait, who was that? So I woke up and. 
this time I wasn't able to move my body, but I was able to move my head. Right. And so, and I was a little disoriented. I couldn't really figure out what was going on around me. Uh, you know, there's, there were no lights in my room, but I have one light on my speaker here over here, like for my computer and that white light always stays on. So sometimes it casts a shadow on the chair that I'm sitting on and it, it casts a shadow onto the wall behind me and my bed is facing that way. So if I open my eyes, that's the first thing I'm seeing. So that shadow that I was looking at, it was moving towards me very slowly. Uh, and again, I couldn't move my uh, like lower body. I can only move my head and that too, I just kept it still. And at this point, like I seen these, you know, I've had these instances before. And at this point, I'm also like pretty strong in my faith, you know? Um, and I was just like, oh, come on, man. Like, I don't need this right now. Like, you know, like I, I need, I need to sleep, but I was still staring at it. And I was like reading my prayers or whatever, but I wasn't scared. My heart was pounding, but I was like, like, it, it's not going to do anything to me. Like, there's no way. And it has to be, it's probably just me, like, you know, just having some, some imagination thing going on. So all I did was I actually said it too. So I, all I did was stare at it and I said, come on, seriously, I said it out loud. Uh, but I still wasn't able to move my lower body or maybe I just didn't try to, but I was like, come on, seriously. And I was just staring at it for a while. And then after some time it stopped moving and I started to realize that it didn't move to begin with at all. It was just kind of my imagination making it sway towards me and then it went back to normal. Uh, and then after that, I just closed my eyes and my heart was still pounding and I didn't move, but I went back to sleep because I was just so tired. So that was the most recent one. And in that scenario, I wasn't really scared at all. I was just more annoyed. Um, and things like this have happened many times before. Uh, and I guess that's probably why I was like not scared because it's happened before and I'm kind of used to it. Uh, it doesn't happen often. I'd say maybe once, like every few, every few months. But it's, it's, you know, those instances I remember and I just, I'm kind of like used to it if it happens. So now I know, like, you know, like nothing's going to hurt me. You know? So that was my most recent one. Yeah. So, yeah that's a, uh, how do you, how, what's the framework that you use for these experiences? How do you make sense of them for yourself? So uh, are you talking about just like what's going through my mind when this happens? No. How do you, I mean, you're, you're telling us your, what happened, but what's your rationale? Mm -hmm. How do you, is it, are you saying that you think it's your imagination? Are you engaging with spirits? Is it an hallucination? You know, is it your mind just making things up? Is it, is it uh, alternate is it scientific? What, is it what, scientific what, or spiritual? What, what I see. Okay. Do you, do you use because that's then I suppose your your coping mechanism, and you'd use that to kind of get through them, so to speak. Right. So, um, for most most of these instances where you know I just get up and I see like a shadow moving and then it moves back, stuff like that, I think it's mostly to do with. Uh, I think it's more scientific related um, just because I, you know, I've, I mean, I'm sure you, you know, way more than me about this. Right. But I've taken psychology and stuff like that. And I learned about REM sleep and the different stages of sleep. And I know that uh, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but REM sleep is one of the deepest sleeps that you can be in. And, uh, and when you wake up and that's, that's the level, that's the um, stage in where you dream. I could be wrong. 
but uh and so if you're woken up at that time your your imagination is still running which can make you see things outside uh and again i could be wrong about yeah. this but i i remember it being one of those stages of sleep where if you're woken up you still can imagine things uh and also i noticed that most of the time when this happens it's usually when i'm very tired uh and so i feel like i would be in deep sleep for a longer period of my actual sleep which makes it uh, therefore easier to have these you know these hallucinations or you know these imagination imagination or this imagination type of thing happen um in terms of some of the other things when it comes to like shadows and figures and stuff uh, looking at me i feel like it could be both uh cuz in religion too there are obviously some you know there are things at, at, at least you know in my religion in islam there are there is a different being called the jinn uh and it's very well known too um mm -hmm. so i feel like it could be possible that it's also a mixture of that and also my deep sleep rem whatever it is um but at the end of the day i know that you know i can face it you know and i don't have to be scared because i have god on my side um but i think i think there's it's for those things the shadows and stuff it's definitely uh, i think it's a mix of both definitely yeah so i feel like um just hearing so many different stories like i was saying a common thing is like sleep deprivation or sleep hygiene so when your body is really not on a pattern a lot of sleep processes mm -hmm. happen with naps or when someone's sleeping not in their bed or in a new environment so when your body is not in this pattern, so you're going through rapid eye movement in that deep stage and you just wake up, which is the phenomenon. You're, I cannot, I cannot prove this, but it seems like when you're dreaming in that deep stage, you are kind of detached from your body. And then, so when you wake up, it's like, hey, my spirit has not returned to my body yet, to my temple yet. So then you're paralyzed. And then your spirit, which is a spirit molecule, DMT, pineal gland, like I'm getting deep into the stuff, but I'm trying to come to a conclusion, which I may never, but I mean, we can get closer through conversation. And I do feel like if you are really tired and you are not on some type of healthy sleep pattern, that is when your body gets confused with mm -hmm. how many hours am I sleeping? When, how, when do I naturally wake up? How long does it take me to get into REM? All this stuff is jacked up. And so, like I was saying, you are in that deep because you're so tired. You go to REM really fast. You'll get there really mm -hmm. fast because you get into that deep sleep. And then something happens where you get woken up before your spirit returns and i mean that might sound crazy to people but for those who have had out-of-body experiences it won't be that crazy like people were like i saw my the doctors operating on me and stuff so this sleep process stuff does prove that there is a spiritual side to life no matter what religion you are you can be atheist or agnostic or christian muslim whatever but this sleep process phenomenon is really proving that there's something that is beyond the eye in this world. And it's up to everyone to believe what they want to believe. One, Definitely. I'd, I'd like to ask one last thing. Have you told anybody sure. about your experiences? 
does do, do you discuss it openly uh yeah i do with my, most of my close friends uh because um all of them i think have had somewhat similar experiences uh you know uh actually i was just talking about it with two of my friends i think today earlier today um and one of them was you know the same thing about like the sleep paralysis and it's always on the chest most of the time you know uh, one of my friends said that they were sitting on the bed you know looking out the window but most of the rest of my friends said it was always something to do with the chest and so usually like when i'm talking to my friends i have some deep conversations with them and sometimes it just comes up you know because uh, all of us believe in you know the afterlife and the spiritual world and stuff like that and these are can be instances that you know that uh, you know these can be instances of that uh, and so we do like to talk about it with each other and we're pretty open about it with each other and um, it also kind of gives me insight to you know also to believe that you know like other people are having it too and they're okay why can't i be okay you know uh so yeah i do discuss it with my friends and it's a very interesting topic you know to talk about it's very you know supernatural or spiritual and uh, you always, you know, get you. You kind of think outside the box, see what other people see, and you know, it's interesting. So yeah, I do like to talk about it with my friends, not to everybody. So you know, doing oh, yeah. this on on a podcast <laughs> yeah. is is very different. But you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's other episodes, so you you are not alone. I've experienced it. Sheila's experienced it. So the more we come together, people will see like, hey, not they all can't be crazy, and that's the game plan <laughs> for us to come together. They've got to be saying some truth. So I'm glad you are now an experienced sleep paralysis uh, experiencer. So it's not so shocking and frightening because if it were to be, then that's when the hallucinations and the things get bigger and bigger. And you may have more episodes and they may be more frightening, but it's not probably going to happen to you since you know you can rely on God and you can look at that entity and be like, are you kidding me? Or are you for real? Are you joking? Like that, that's experience right there. Like not many people can do that. I'm telling you. So I'm glad that you've got to that point where you know what is happening. So you're no longer a victim or controlled by fear through this anymore. Wonderful. Definitely. Well, thank you very much, Zane. It's been really interesting listening to your story and thank you very much for sharing your experiences as well you know of course thank you so much for having me it was i had a blast on this uh podcast you know giving you guys insight on it too uh and uh, i really appreciate it